Welcome to Wake Up Winden, where we're having some special episodes covering Equinox on Netflix, a Danish show. And today's episode is called, What Is It You See When You're Asleep? And it is a kind of a mouthful, huh, Jer? It is. Hopefully you're wearing your natural fabrics for our trip to the island. Yeah, cool. you bring that up. Did they ever wear those natural fabrics, or did I miss something? I, I was confused by that, because... They, they, didn't they make a point of like, hey, I define like all the, you know, the certain clothes or whatever, but then the one girl's wearing a leather jacket. That's not natural, right? I mean, I know it comes from an animal, but that's not natural, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> It's funny you say that because I was like trying to stretch that one into because I, I was looking at, uh, you know, Falky has the fur coat and I was like, okay, I guess, I guess that could be natural. And then I was like, leather, uh, we're kind of stretching it here, but I could I could maybe see the case. And then I was trying to figure out what the other two were wearing, and I, I couldn't put it together. But I think it's funny you brought that up because, because I didn't know. I don't know how that tied in. I wonder if um, I wonder if we'll get some explanation to that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And, uh, you know, for me, yeah, Falke and um, uh, Ida had the right idea with the furs, right? But leather, I think, is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it had to be cold out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely more. Fa- uh, Amelia was definitely more fashionable, but um, definitely. Uh, yes, yes, she was. Um, you got to impress, uh, you know, the band of. Uh, you got to impress the Grimori, right? The Grimori is never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, let's let's we'll set this up a little bit. My, um, I'm Brian, and uh, this is my co-host Jerry, and we're going to be uh, talking about the third episode here today, and another really good one. We've really been liking the show. And uh, Jared wrote down a little synopsis of the episode so we can uh, talk about that, then go through scene by scene. Sound good? Great. Sounds great. All right. So, all right. So we get a little bit more development from Jacob and Ida's, uh, Jakob and Ida's relationship. And we see the teens venture off to the island in the flashback. Meanwhile, Astrid is battling a little bit of some demons with um, the help of Yuda and her mom. And the father gets very upset about that, of course. And meanwhile, in the current time, we have Astrid uh, paying a visit to Henrik, and she ends up sleeping over, and some weird things happen there that we can get into. And the island is kind of the big uh, big mystery of the show. What did you think about this one? Any place you want to start before we get into scene by scene? I, I think let's go scene by scene. I really enjoyed the entire episode. A lot of good stuff here. Okay, sounds good. So what do we have at the beginning here? We have mom. mom is questioning Astrid, right? Yes. Yeah, there's some questioning. And then we see her kind of dive into her sleep and go into that that world, right? With yeah. the trees, the fog and everything like that. You know, it's it's uh it's tough because you get the feeling as this this as the entire episode wears on, you you really get the feeling that that uh that the mother only cares about Ida. Does not care at all about Astrid. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, and she like wants to almost like sacrifice Astrid's relationship to get back to Ida. And interesting that Ida's the one. Just sacrifice, you know, Astrid totally. You know, like I I don't think she cared if she was stuck in that dream world. Do you know what I mean? mean, At certain points, she felt that way. You know, I know she did care, but like there were certain points where I really felt like she was just putting Astrid in harm's way. I mean, completely. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it gives context to the fact that they haven't spoken to each other in 20 years, right? And that Dennis and Dennis and Le- Lena end up splitting up, too. You can kind of right. see this is the crux of it, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
And like we said, uh, we had speculated since the first episode that the mother definitely knows something. And we get big confirmation later in this episode where she warns somebody that um, Ida is coming. So <laughs> a lot a lot going on for the mom in this episode. Were you uh, surprised by that revelation? No, I, I had, you know, I kind of suspected that she knew something more than the dad for sure. But part of, as the episode goes on, I wonder how much she actually knows. You know, like, and I guess what I'm getting at is when she's, when, when they're talking to, when she's talking to Judah, right? And I guess we were skipping ahead a little bit, but that's okay. When she's talking to Judah and, and she's kind of like telling Judah what to do, Judah kind of ignores her, like kind of, and kind of gives her a look every now and again, like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, and that's where it kind of leads me to believe that, okay, yeah, she did make the phone call, but I don't think she truly understands the cult. Or what they're doing and also i feel like if she was that embedded with the cult i feel like the dad would know about it what do you think yeah well you said that like she's almost prodding um yuda to keep going or she like when you you mentioned that she doesn't really know what's going on because she sees the necklace i think or astrid sees the necklace in that dream world and i think that lena thinks that hey that's a good sign is that a good sign that could be her right right but it doesn't seem like she yeah. knows so i think you're absolutely spot on on that one yeah and then the, the, she also mentions that the dad doesn't understand these things. So it's clearly something that, like, she's maybe brought up to him before, but he doesn't want any part of it. And you can see, like, right. he, he, wants her to, he wants her to see her an actual psychologist, not, um, I don't know. psychologist, which would, would make logical sense. <laughs> yeah, and what is Yuda, like, her role um, to Lena? I think we, we, we think we see Yuda at the end of the episode. Spoiler alert for the end of the episode, but we... Spoiler alert for the end of the episode, yeah. We think we see her at the end of the episode, but to... And maybe that lends, revel, um, lends credence to the fact that Lena maybe does know more that's going on. Maybe she's been working with her all along, too. But she's kind of like a medium, right? I guess. In, uh, she kind of is, yeah. and... You know, I think it's it's just one of those things when the father questions her, she kind of goes, "Well, you'd helped me a lot, and she's great with children, so let's let's uh, you know let's introduce Astrid to Yuda." And it's like, I don't know about this logic. Like, uh, <laughs> is she great with children? I'd be like the father. Yeah, I know. And then the father probably is like further upset. He's like, "You got to stop singing these creepy songs to put put our daughter to bed. Like, this isn't helping her." Yeah, and did you notice? At least for me, because I guess I'm doing subtitles as well as English dubbing. It's the same song that the, the bus driver sang for a second. Okay, I didn't know the bus driver sang it because I do know this song, Jer, and like it's I was cracking up when yeah, this song came up. It's like a it's somewhat of a, a familiar song. My um, Bonnie. Yeah, like my Bonnie lies over, you know, so on and so forth. But the, the bus driver did it for a second in that that in that. The second episode, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so something going on. Oh, and yeah. Okay, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. When, um, when he was older, right? When she was interviewing him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, yes. I didn't catch it in that one, but I'd have to. I want. I'd be interested to go back and see that. A little aside here. Like six years ago or so, I was at a teacher training, and they taught us this. <laughs> they taught us a game to go along with this song, "My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean," and basically. Really? Yes, and so the brain break goes, like, every time a letter, a word starts with B in the song, you stand up out of your seat, and then on the next word that starts with B, you sit down. So, like, I would, and I would do this, I would do this with my class, with my class all the time, and I would, like, sing it really slowly, and, like, but the lyric, like, I was just cracking up, I was like, oh, the song, 
is really creepy when they're singing it, especially <laughs> the one at the end. But it was cracking up like this is like a big training that my school paid for. And this is one of the things that they taught us. Oh, it's too funny. It's too funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I got the whole thing or at least uh, the first the first first down. So uh, it was uh, definitely, definitely familiar. But uh, uh, yeah, I didn't like the version that they played at the end. It was really unsettling when it's supposed to be a fun brain oh. break. <laughs> super super creepy at the end isn't it i mean it's super creepy i i thought it was great it was a good ending uh for for the show for sure i yeah. mean it really yeah yeah very creepy <laughs> yeah um hey we haven't talked about the intro intro for this show yet on this uh what do you think of the intro i, I like it i think it's i think it's pretty solid uh, i enjoy watching it uh, i typically don't skip it it's it's good it's visually very interesting there's a lot of like eyes, like uh, like big eyeballs, right, <laughs> and uh, different doors. Yeah, probably, yeah. Probably some rabbits, it's, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some rabbits. There's some rabbits in every episode. It's like uh, if if um, if there's a recipe for an episode of Equinox, there's definitely some rabbit in there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink every time there's a rabbit. You will be drunk. Yeah, you will be drunk. Yeah. Yes. And okay, so Astrid, meanwhile, she is she's working on her project still, right? And she is yes. we see the scene in the library. And uh, what does she learn here in the library, Joe? Well, we learned, she learns a couple of different things, but a lot regarding the cult, right? Yeah. So we learn that the cults all over Europe, we learn that there's a central figure that's the hair king, and he's 1400 years old. And we hear we kind of learn a little bit more about Ostara, uh, it's a goddess that had sacrifices. Uh, I guess he kind of writes this, he explains the symbol, which is nice because we've been getting a lot of the symbols. So it's good to get an explanation of the symbol, how it's the different seasons and how the spring equinox is the most important and how Ostara is a goddess that had to be sacrificed over and over again. And that there's kind of, you know, he makes reference to like, uh, different kind of rituals that could be intense regarding fertility and, you know, but, but that they don't exist anymore, which of course we know at the episode is not true. Yeah. So it makes <laughs> us really very much still in existence. <laughs> right. So it makes us really worried for what's going to happen to Ida maybe next episode after we see what happens at the end of the episode. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we can get into that when we get to the end of the episode, but yes, I have some, Real concerns for Ida. <laughs> yeah, because I think Ida is supposed to be how the gate is opened, right? Um, at least he says, uh, Ostar sacrifices herself, which opens the gate. And I think the librarian tells her that. So it's uh, yes. foreshadowed pretty yes. early in the episode here. And a little bit more about the hair man, the hair king, also called the Lapusman. And he was 35 years, uh, 35,000 years before Christ, so about 37,000 years old at this point. Which is pretty pretty old. <laughs> There's a lot a lot lot really, of evidence. Really old. Really old. And then the children of the Equinox. Did you catch this too? That they have special powers. Do you think Ida has? Yes. If, what do you? So, yeah, they need to be. What is it? Conceived on the three Equinox or born on the three Equinox? I forget. I think I conceived. Forget, I write that yeah, one down. I think they said conceived. conceived. Okay. Yeah. And um and yeah, those children have special powers. It seems like, and then it kind of leads you to the question of. Is Ida or Astrid born, or were they were they conceived during the, uh, the spring equinox? So definitely something to watch out for. <laughs> well, yeah. How about Jakob? Because we see that magic trick, and maybe I'm a simpleton. I don't. I could not. How does Jakob do that trick with um with Astrid later in the episode? Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I guess it, it was cool to watch. Um, you know, who do you think is a better magician? Is it um, Mikkel or is it Jakob? <laughs> I, I'm going with Jakob. What, what do you think? Well, Jakob, because he transfers it to somebody unknowing. Mikkel, he was, it was all about him, right? All about the cup. He, had, he controlled yeah. the cup. So yeah. I he, think he controlled the cup. I think this was more impressive. I, I do too. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. So then the there, I guess there's two kind of instances of I guess magic. I don't know magic, but uh, mysticism. Um, also at the end when the egg rises up, right? And that's that's Ida. Is she making that happen? So I'm just trying to think of powers that we might see in the episode, and I think those are two that maybe qualify. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, she did not make the egg do that that egg did that because someone because, else made it do that or yeah. because she's the chosen one either way um she didn't she didn't make that happen right. you could tell in her face too she didn't want it to happen <laughs> no but she does want to stay and i know we're skipping ahead and that's, i think that's okay because we're just talking about it but um she like kind of she has chances to leave right and like she's drawn to it somehow yes i i think this is kind of where it gets to the point of there's multiple signs that she shouldn't be there. You know, I think there's kind of, um, or, or more so there's, there's chances that there's all these signs that she really needs to consider it. For example, when they play the dice game, um, you know, even when she's in the tent, she just doesn't, she just seems depressed. She's like, we're going to break up kind of is the talk, but um, I think this is because she has a bad feeling. She doesn't. She knows something's wrong. She's not. You know. She she doesn't have a good feeling about any of this, really. Yeah. And her instincts are right. And there's that one scene where Falky kind of looks at her and goes, "Hey, we could just get in the rowboat. We could leave." You know, that was kind of the last like chance. Yeah. Really. You know. Um, and, and she could have done it. You know. I listen. I know Falky's a guy who wears his mother's clothing, but. <laughs> In the boat with him, surprise, you know, maybe this is your chance, you know, um, and, and she doesn't do it, unfortunately. Yeah, Falky was spooked for sure. Um, and he wanted, yeah. he, he wanted to get out of there. I, and yeah, without Amelia, because Amelia, even she's like joking about, it. she's like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? But she is like the first to kind of go around or, along with Jakob, and Falky a couple times like wants to get out of there, right? Yeah. And, and but what's funny is Amelia, of course, at the last second realizes it, and then yeah. she looks like we should leave, and it's like no, too late. You're surrounded by people. I don't yeah. think you're going to be able to just leave, like yeah. inconspicuously, like you know, you don't think you can pull off the Irish goodbye with this group. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that at that point, Ida's saying not, and maybe that's because she realizes what you're just saying that they're surrounded and they can't leave now. So it'll be interesting to see if like Ida, how far she wants to be in on the cult. Um, but you mentioned how Ida started to be, she was really sad. And I'm trying to pinpoint where that was. It was right after the the dice game, right, is where she started to get really sad. I don't think it was occurring right before that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it certainly could be related to the dice game. But the dice game is a clear sign, too. I mean, you're talking about, like, okay, I go to my notes. Here's, here's the dice game. There's, you, you know, it's a one out of six chance, right? Mm-hmm. We get revealed what four the answers are, right? So six means you'll lose, three means you'll suffer, two means you're punished, and one means you're sacrificed. Where's the upside? I mean, what what are we to believe as number four and five? Like, you know? Like, sure. Yeah, and at, at that... I mean, at, 
Yeah, and at that point, it's like akin to like one of like the fortune tellers you might make in elementary school, right? Like she doesn't know it has any power. Like she hasn't seen the egg rise out of her hand yet. So what? Yeah. What? It, but it must be something about Jakob. I don't know. Like I was, I was liking it. Like I don't know. There's something about him where I was thinking this episode. I was like, he's not such a bad guy. Like I can see him being more of like the kind of just like the douchey teen, not necessarily the, the evil mastermind, but. Something right. about him makes her really sad. So where what do we make of all this? Well, in my mind, I think Jakob is impressed with the people in the cult. Probably Henrik in particular. And I feel like he knows there could be good things if, you know, if we join the cult, that type of thing. And at the same time, he knows enough where if you look at his face when her egg rises, he looks very concerned. He looks really worried. And I feel like that's because he knows a little bit more than all of us. And he, I think when he brought her there, he did not expect that to happen. Now, maybe he was hoping that that wouldn't happen and thought there would be a good chance that wouldn't happen. But when it does happen, he looks very disappointed. Interesting. Because you know that he, like, I I guess thinking back on it, like, he definitely, like, set everything up, right? Like, they just happened to find the boat. Totally. He's the one who drags them there, you know? He's the one who's singing about Ostara. Like, he is the guy who's pushing everything for sure. But I, you know, you, you kind of get the feeling, and, and you, you get the feeling that he didn't want that egg to go up for, like just based on his reaction. Now, because I, I'm not saying he's a good guy. I don't think he is, but I do feel like there's, um, you know, there's there, there's definitely a part of him that didn't want that to happen. <laughs> well, he knows what it's going to mean for her, right? If he is like all in and he believes that this is going to happen, like she's going to get sacrificed according to the legend, right? Yeah, and I think I think he doesn't truly understand everything. I think he gets like fifty percent of it, but like they get like ten percent of it. You know, like they know there's a book and they know there's a symbol and there's people with the grave sites with the symbol and that's kind of about it. Yeah, you know, he's more at fifty percent, but he still doesn't know what's going on. Like he doesn't understand how to use the book. He knows that you roll the dice, and you only get to do so once, and he let everyone roll the dice, and that was probably a prerequisite to get to the island, and everyone did it. You know, but. That's about it. He knew where to find the boat. You know, someone's telling him something, but they're not telling him a hundred percent. You know. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking about the dice game a little bit more. Uh, four, you win the lottery. Wait, what? What, what was this one? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, nobody escaped with a good fate, like you said. And yeah, Jakob's leading them somewhere. Um, the only thing, like Amelia's, like, uh, what's the worst that could happen, right? And like, we all know where this is ending, <laughs> or at least from, from the events of the first episode. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Hey, let me this ask you this true. because okay, so this clearly isn't the same night as the uh, the bus, right? As the party bus. Correct. Correct. So it is not. So she doesn't die here, obviously, because later on they go on to the party she bus. So do you think like I, I like I'm just trying to put together the events in the party bus. I'm guessing like I, here's what I here's what I'm thinking. I think that they are going to try to lead the people from the party bus to the island and like maybe they're going to be sacrificed somehow. What do you think about that? It's a good theory. Uh I have I have a I have a sinking suspicion as to like I don't know. It, at the very least the way that they filmed uh, Ida, and then the hair guy, that didn't look very good for Ida. I mean, like, uh, you kind of are worried, especially with the talk of fertility. 
that that something might happen bad to her in the next episode. And then that kind of leads me to the way they like brought down all women that were younger or like just the women in general, mm. that something could happen to all of them in this ritual. Like I'm just kind of worried for both. Because uh, there's a reason why Amelia's kind of like life is disappointment. Like Ooh, something yeah. happens to her too. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm worried yeah. about all. Well, you're you're <laughs> very right because I should say you're very for sure because you're right because Amelia is super funny throughout these first uh, throughout the, the second and third episode and only in the first episode was she uh, like really depressed and um, like with this nihilistic attitude so yeah you're right something is gonna happen where it's gonna make them really upset and can we can we talk about the so you called them the hair king so like at the end I was trying to figure out what I was looking at with the with the boss guy at the end the lingering shot. What, what, how could we describe this guy? So he has on a very large mask that looks like, um, almost like it's made out of a burlap sack. Kind of like the scarecrow? Big, right? Kind of like the scarecrow, kind of like the scarecrow from yeah. the Batman movies. Um, yeah. But he's got like the ears, he's got the long, you know, kind of like, uh, hair ears. Um, and he's kind of got like black dirt or like brown dirt. That like the older the elder people in the halt are like kind of putting on his back and his chest, right? That's kind of what's going on. They're kind of preparing him almost. Yeah, you feel like right? Yeah, it, it, which is another reason why I'm really worried about Ida. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> and and uh, and Amelia. <laughs> he is so unsettling. Yeah, at the end, and oh, so unsettling. Right before they show him, this is Jared and I were talking. So we think that's Yuda too, right? Is the one that gave out the eggs. Yes. And I, we believe that that's, that's Yuda giving out the eggs. And yeah. have we introduced Yuda in the podcast? Because we have Yuda talking with the mom and leading Astrid into the dream world. And do you want us to uh, talk about, you know, um, how, like how the mom feel like what she's doing to Astrid, right? What she's doing to her daughter here in, in hopes to maybe get Ida back. Yeah. We, I mean, in my opinion, she's putting Astrid in danger. And she just doesn't seem to care about her as much as she does Ida, right? I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, she's just like, keep going, keep keep pushing. You know, it doesn't seem like she cares about her at all, you know, her well-being, and her being Astrid. She's just kind of like, nope, you know, Ida's there. You found a necklace. Ida's got to be there, you know. And, she, you know, Astrid can already see the other kids that are lost. And, like, that should be unsettling or scary, but the mom seems undeterred. She just doesn't seem like that phases her in the least bit. And she's just like, keep going, keep pressing, keep keep looking for her. And it's a very unsettling scene. And I just, you know, you just feel terrible for Astrid. At least that's how I felt. Yeah, well, it's it's traumatizing, right? Because she's getting pulled in by the tree people, right? And um, yeah. kind of stalked by the, the hair king. Um, it's got to be, like, I mean, obviously this is what leads to you know, her parent or what her parents say is that she was ill right later on. And like, we see the dad drop her off at the hospital. He says that, you know, he can't get through to her. Um, and he, uh, there's mention of her medication throughout the episode. So we, this has all been tied in. We've gotten hints of it through the first couple episodes too. But yeah, the mother is, um, you know, largely responsible and it might, she might be responsible for Ida as well. We don't know what's going on with her backstory. So the mom is kind of a central figure, kind of a big central mysterious figure into the, I think, the mythology of the show. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I If I would say, though, I feel like, okay, if I had to think about who knows the most, right? Like, 
you get the feeling that Amelia and Ida probably know 10%, basically what Jakob has shared with them. And same with thing with Falke as well. Jakob probably knows 50%, okay? I bet you the mom probably knows like 40%. I don't think the mom knows enough. I feel like Juta and I feel like Henrik know 100%. Okay. Because we got to talk about that's, Henrik soon. That's that's my my feeling. That's what I'm getting. That's the sense I'm getting from the apps. Okay, all right. That's that's I I I I do like that. I do think that I want to talk about Henrik in just a moment because I he I thought he played it pretty well, but he obviously knows something, right? Um, yes. And absolutely. Okay. Before we break, uh, Falky. I think you you brought up in the second episode, I think you were the one who predicted that Falky might be this uh, mysterious guy that we keep seeing throughout the first two episodes. I think it more than likely is Falky after this episode. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, no, I, I, nothing that I saw in this episode deterred me from that thinking. I, I mean, he, he leaves a little um, little CD or cassette. I forget what, I, what it is. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's a cassette. Um, for uh, Astrid, she listens to it. There's a note that says to me at two o'clock on Friday. Um, I think that's him. I'm looking forward to that meeting very much. Yes, me too. So I hear ba- what he has to say at Backen, and I looked Backen up. Um, and I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's an amusement park, so that could be interesting. And um, hopefully, Ooh. hopefully, I have that right. Hopefully, that will be true in episode four. Um, but yeah. I, I looked it up, and it, it said it's like the oldest oldest Danish amusement park. And people can correct me if I'm wrong. That's just the brief info I got from my Google search. Well, I'm excited about that. Yeah. That sounds neat. Could be a scene at a Ferris wheel, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, she she gets note. How did you like when she uh, when she was catching the wrong guy? I, I, I could totally see that coming when she grabs the wrong guy. How about you? Yeah, he wasn't walking fast enough. No. He was like, if he was really trying to get away from her. Like he would have been walking faster, so yeah, you kind of see that one coming. But it was a good, it was a good twist. Yeah, I love the face that that you know it could be just like a Danish extra, but great, great. Uh, what Bill Simmons calls with the Dion Waiters heat check award, right? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> okay, the big another big. So we uh, we kind of talked about the big storyline with the teens. Let's talk about um, Astrid's sleepover with Henrik. Did you see that coming uh, when 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 she first came when she first got to the house? No. But even let's talk about Lisa and her 180, right? Yeah. She gets there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Esther gets there. Lisa goes, yeah, he's not here. You should leave. You know, please leave. You know, you know, I don't know why you came here. That time she's so cold to her. And by the end of the episode, she's like, why don't we have a guest bedroom? Why don't you stay? You must stay. stay the night. Like, you know, like we're, we're best friends now. Like, (laughs) yeah. So that's kind of like, like that, I think that part, was what made me most suspicious of Henrik is like, they're going to do something to her. Like they want her to stay. Like there's something like they want to get to the dreamland or whatever through her. Something's going on because they made her stay and something happens. I, I could, couldn't quite figure out what was going on with the Astrid dreaming sequence. Uh, do you have yeah, any, yeah, any credence? No, either. It definitely seems sexual. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought that she's kind of like naked and there's a fire, but we know there's not a fire actual fire in their guest bedroom right i mean you'd assume you know, yeah. just thinking naturally and um it it was odd uh you know <laughs> it's it's uh it's interesting 
uh, Henrik certainly perks up quite a bit when she talks about her dreams, right? Like yeah. they're having conversation. He's not as interested. And then all of a sudden she talks about her dreams and like, it was real to me. And then he really starts asking questions and getting interested. Right. I mean, that's when he kind of really gets interested in her. And then all of a sudden Lisa comes out and sees the twinkle in Henrik eye. And she's like, why don't you stay the night? That's yeah. not a good idea. Like, you know, and yeah, I don't, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, well, we're going to learn more about that. That scene, they're going to come back to that in some way, shape or form, you know, what he did to her, how that's going to affect her. I'm sure, you know, and then the whole, uh, the whole driving scene the next morning was really interesting as well. Oh yeah. When he almost runs over the rabbit, the hair, I guess I should say. Yeah. 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 Um, the hair and... yeah, before we get to that, I was just like cracking up. I was thinking, uh, when he, when, Astrid starts mentioning the dream, like, you could see, uh, like, Henrik, like, slowly, like, pulling out his phone out of his pocket and, like, like, slowly texting, uh, Lisa, prepare the guest bedroom, prepare the room, (laughs) get it ready, (laughs) get the blankets, (laughs) get those blankets, uh, so, Astrid, uh, what else do you have to say about this, but, um, I did think, okay, when, how about, before we get to the scene where he's, uh, where they're driving, when she hands him the photo, with the, uh, you know, uh, with the drawing over his face. I was trying to pay attention for his reaction. He's pretty smooth about it. He doesn't break at all. He just, and he, I thought he handled that, at least played it really well. He did. What do you think? Really do you, did. Did, what, what gave it away for you besides, anything else besides him perking up and um, Lisa Lisa's behavior? I think it's Lisa. Okay. I think Lisa's the giveaway. All right. I in, thought so in my too. Mind. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Henrik is a very smooth, smooth, person Mm -hmm. and i feel like he's definitely hiding things but he's very smooth about it i mean that's how some people are um lisa is to give away that henrik is not good you know and how she's kind of negative and then all of a sudden she's positive with no reason in between that you could tell was a reason like there's something going on there yeah it was like kind of like miscommunication like henrik you didn't tell me we're gonna play it like this i could be nice you know (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah it's so, do Astrid and Henrik were making out in, like, that sequence? I know, like, maybe not really, but, like, in that, like, kind of flashing sequence, right? Like, there's a kind of a flash yeah. to it. And I found that odd. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Henrik is just, he's just nasty all over the place. And the other thing is, is that that's how the mom describes him, too, right? Yeah. He's disgusting. Disgusting. He's nasty. Like, yeah. you know, why does she say that? You know, there, there has to be a reason there. Um... Maybe she was in the cult with him, right? I mean, I guess we've been talking about that too, but maybe they're, maybe they're just both cult members and um, I know Henrik's more of a leader, but maybe she's just, maybe Lena's part of the cult and she's just, maybe she isn't into it a little deeper than we thought. It's certainly possible. Um, It's also possible that the hair guy at the end of the episode could be Henrik. Oh God, I hope not. Uh, Well, I guess that could make the the hair. Oh, 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 that, okay. Cause I'm confusing the hair guys. So, we have the guy with, like, the bag over his head, right? And then um, we also have, like, kind of the mythical creature inside the dream world. I guess I should say the guy with the bag over his yeah. head is, like, their representation of the hair guy, Understood. I guess. I mean, gotcha. in my mind. Sure, so sure. I'm talking about the guy with the bag over his head, and I think that's Henrik. At gotcha. least in my, my gut. Well, the, that's, that's what I'm uh, guessing. It, that's a really good guess, and I, I, I wish I would have thought of that, too. There, there, it's kind of like there's limited characters, right? So, like, when you were talking there last... Are. When you were talking last episode about Falky, it was really astute because it, you were you were saying like it has to be somebody we know. We don't know too many people, 
And once you start mentioning that, like you cross a lot of people out, it kind of has to be Falky. So kind of, you could do the yeah. same thing with this guy, right? Absolutely. Unless, unless there's like Dennis? a kid who is a year younger and we didn't know about him or something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's, it's gotta be Falky. Well, how about, okay. Oh, oh, and the, yeah, that guy too. But, um, how about a, tw- uh, I'm, I'm for the guy with the bag over his head, the hair king. So, uh, the lead candidate, I would say, I think you're right, is Henrik. The twist for the show would be that it's Dennis. I I, I don't want to believe that because I like Dennis, but that, <laughs> I don't want to be. I like Dennis way too much. But yeah, yeah there, there, there would be a twist. <laughs> yeah, that would be the the 3D chess that they're all playing here. Yeah, I liked um um. Let, let's talk about the driving scene um with uh when they're going yeah. back to the bus because. I was like, man, this is a really nice day. Now he's driving her home. But then I, I didn't realize he was just driving her to the bus station. Yeah. So, like, he, like, laughs after the hair incident, too. So what do you think? What, what's going on here? Yeah, I think, like, that hair incident had significance to him. And Astrid did not. But it had significance to him. And he kind of understood it. She did not. And that's why he laughs. Which, once again, means he knows way more than us, Right. We're not, we're not at a hundred percent. He knows more and that's why he's laughing. Um, this just came to me. Do you think he drugged Astrid when they were drinking? I think so. Okay. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Was I slow? Like, should I have realized that before now? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think so. You know, I didn't think of it that way, but I think that makes total sense. Based yeah. on her dream, right? Or, um. Like, cause totally. she's, she said she didn't have them anymore. Like she was telling him, like, she's like, I'm, I'm cured. Right. And he kind of found that odd. Yeah. But you know, that dream wasn't the exact same as the dream she was having before. No. Right? I mean, it was, a, it was a lot different. Yeah. Um, they but, got a new director for her dreams. No, yeah. Yeah. New director for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like that, that, so it leads to the bus scene. Right. And like, I got so like anxious, just like her running off the bus when it was about to take off. I was like, no, you're going to miss it. It's yeah. going to be hours. You're going to miss all your stuff's on that bus. Like <laughs> yes, yes. all your notes. Like you're going to lose it. Like, the podcast. Oh, I got so worried too. <laughs> yeah. Not the podcast. Yeah. You're going to leave it on the bus. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Probably like, uh, valuable texts that she's borrowed from the library. Although I guess she, I guess we were meant to take that. She stayed there pretty late and that they were going to collect the books from her. So maybe she didn't have those. Yeah. Did the guy yeah. give her the egg? She didn't get to keep that egg, right? That was just an artifact at the library. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think that that belongs to the library. At least that was, that was my understanding. Yeah. yeah. And uh, speaking of these eggs or these rocks, I mean, the, there's a lot of bird metaphors too, right? Um, doesn't yeah. Nita get the like skeleton bird uh, necklace at the end of the yeah. episode. Yeah, and they reference it at the beginning with the rock. They're like, these yep. rocks were all found next to dead birds. So, yeah, Ooh. definitely the same cult. Yes, yes, yeah, found all over Europe. Uh, let's see, where else do we want to go here? Um, a, a couple of more things with the teens. I, I liked the, um, well, first of all, when she's sneaking out again, like, uh, just another terrible job. It's like the middle of the day. And yeah, uh, like what she's gonna be gone all night. Like, don't you think? Like, like it's like say it's like three o'clock. Like, uh, where's where's Ida? You know, right? I mean, just like I don't understand. I understand how she gets away with it because mom's in on it. But yeah, right? How does the how does Ida think she's gonna get away with it? You know, like I'm hey, I'm gone at Amelia's house for a night. Like when the mom's super productive and wants her home by six o'clock. You know, it just doesn't. That doesn't dive. <laughs> yeah, where's Dennis? What's he thinking? 
Yeah, what, what's yeah, what's Dennis up to right now this weekend? You know, on the uh, on the uh, spring equinox. You know, he's had like twelve Carlsbergs. He's like, don't even ask. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so like, I liked, um, like, she's happy, right? Like, when they're driving and they're like both, um, you know, jumping out or not jumping out, but they're outside the moonroof. They're singing their <laughs> those star song, pretty catchy. Kind of reminds me of yeah. like you all, everybody from uh, Charlie Pace from Lost, just a little bit, just cool. a little catchy. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of the Strokes. The Strokes, okay. personally. Cool. Yeah, that, that's that's what I I I got that vibe. I feel like they were an influence for for the for their band. Awesome. Falke and uh, and Jakob. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for Falke. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think yeah. there's there's a little bit maybe. I mean, we know that Jakob and um, Jakob and Idar obviously an item, but there's some flirting going on between Amelia and Falke. You you would have liked to see them end up together, if you know, not for this horrible. Yeah, incident. yeah, no doubt, and the. It was interesting when they're collecting firewood and, you know, Amelia kind of turns to Ida and is like, oh, so you and Jakob, huh? And she kind of like gave her a look and then, you know, Ida's like, I meant to tell you so on and so forth. And then you kind of, if you read, I don't know, it, it took my second watching to pick this up, but it seemed like at one point, um, Amelia goes, so you're going to go to Marrakesh with him? Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of implied that maybe she wanted to go to Marrakesh with Ida instead of um the Jakob. So I, I don't know. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, in my mind. So. Chekhov's Marrakesh. We talked about it last episode. And um, then we see, we have, uh, like we said, everybody likes Ida, right? So like even, like there's jealousy right there that um, yeah. even between the girls too. So yeah, it is, yeah. it is really interesting. And then I liked uh, just a little note I had uh, when they're rowing the boat, like uh, Jakob's like, of course I know how to row. But then like when they're out in the middle of the <laughs> middle of the lake, the only one rowing is Falky. So I'm just like, damn it. They're just making Falky yeah. do all the work. Do all the work. Yeah. Falky's like the backbone of, uh, of this foursome here. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, okay. No credit, but all the work. No credit, all the work. Unsung hero. He's going to have a huge yep. role. I thought, I, I, I think he's going to be a good guy. He looks so shook. At the end, um, totally. I didn't. I, I was worried about him in the first couple episodes, but now, now I'm starting to. I think this guy's gonna be okay. Yeah, oh yeah. I think he's gonna Definitely. be key. I, I don't know if he's gonna survive the entire season, mm-hmm. but he's gonna be a key contributor to this season. And I, I feel like he's the good guy of the four. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one note I had on at the. <laughs> at the cult meeting is like, they were way too sober to be there. Like that was, they, they needed a lot more substance at that, uh, at that instance to be hanging around with those people. <laughs> totally. Yeah. They were not on the same level Yeah, it's uh, like, at all. It's like going to burning <laughs> man sober. Like, I don't know what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like that should have been kind of a, another giveaway. Like when you kind of get this line and everyone's kind of doing a weird dance and you don't know what that weird dance is. Like maybe that's the time where you should kind of peace out. Like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? Relax. What's the worst that could happen? A strange woman could give you an egg and you could turn upside down and then all of a sudden you're... Yeah, that, that we'll see what happens episode four. <laughs> you know, I just I wanted to join in this cool conga line. All of a sudden I'm getting an egg and now I'm getting this bird necklace and there's this creepy guy looking at me. What did I get into? Yeah, or at least we think he's looking at me. You know, you can't see much can't of that burlap sack. But... Definitely turns his shoulder. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, then we get the very creepy ending of my Bonnie lies over the ocean. So 
Yeah, um, that's. I was just looking through mine. I know we kind of went out of order there, but I think we covered a lot of the episode, a lot of my notes. Um, but how about you, Jared? Do you have any more notes on this one? Yeah, no, I think I think we kind of covered it. Um, just looking back, uh, I think I think that's kind of it. You know, to me, I, I'm wondering how much more of the past we're going to get. You know well, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like I feel like. Like, I'm, part of me is starting to think, okay, like, we've seen the coin. We've seen him give the coin to Astrid. We've seen the relationship build between, built between Jakob and, um, and, uh, and Edith. Um, I, I'm, I'm seeing the island. You know, obviously, we, we have more at the island we're going to see, I hope. At least I hope. Uh, I haven't seen more episodes. But I'm wondering, like, how close we are to the bus ride. And obviously, we're, I mean, I'm hoping we get I also hope we can see the bus ride. But, like, I feel like we're getting close to, like, you know, where we need to be there. I'm wondering how much of the, this rest of the show is going to take place in the present versus the past. And if it'll still be continue to be 50-50. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that uh, part of a good episode of Equinox is, you know, a dash of, you know, rabbit, <laughs> rabbit, <laughs> rabbit imagery. And then maybe like the base of it is like I think you need a little flashback in there. I think I think we'll continue the flashbacks throughout. Hopefully, I do. Yeah. I do think like, it seems to be part of the formula, right? Like we have kind of the uh, half and half present, present and past. And then I think that the bus scene. I think I think we'll get that in episode five or six. And I'm I'm leaning towards episode five because I think they'll have like the aftermath to deal with in episode six. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I there's still you. maybe a little bit more filler next episode. I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe, maybe more about the mom. Maybe we could like. Here's where I think we could go. I think we could get like flashbacks to like what the mom was up to. Um, that's the direction they could go. Maybe what Henrik was up to. Um, the in between, we have to see like what happened in the lead up to the to the bus ride. Um, because we know that they went to the island. So like, what happens in the middle of that? I think maybe we get a bridge episode to that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I like our predict. Like we have a few predictions running. Like we think Falky's the guy that we've been seeing throughout the, the series. We think that Henrik is probably the hair king. Um, any other yeah. outstanding predictions that we have? Or if you want to make a new one, <laughs> I don't think. Okay, let's say that the guy following her in the train station is Falke, right? Uh huh. I don't think Falke is going to survive. Okay. okay, that's my guess. It's just, I mean, it's just my guess. I, I don't think he'll make it through the end of the series. <laughs> Does Astrid survive? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Got to leave room for season two. Here's, yeah, well, sure, season two, but more so because she has a child. Although the ex-husband could watch the child. I feel like, well, I guess you, in TV shows and movies, you're never going to kill a single mother, right? Hope not. Which I guess you could... In this one, because the father could take care of the daughter, right? Yeah, David. Uh, David wasn't talking like, to her I this episode. He could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he didn't have a speaking role uh, or any role in, in this episode, but you know, I guess I don't know if he's going to make it or not. It's a good question. Yeah, I guess it's like I, I a lot of the characters have you like a, a bulk of the characters like either died or disappeared in the first episode, right? So it's kind of kind of a weird sure. show, and sure. like. Yeah, it would be interesting. I, th- I think I could see potential for a season two for this show, so I think they they might want to leave it open, uh, especially with Astrid being the main character. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, makes sense. 
Yeah, but um, and then my prediction is going to be that her program is going to be uh, top of the charts and it's going to lead her to just unbridled fame. And uh, she's really her star is going to rise after this after this program. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, my my gut is that it doesn't even get made at all. What? what? <laughs> so I have the exact opposite. If we don't go back, if we don't go back to the producers' room to get more with Simone and the more executive producer, we need we need more scenes there. I, she's got to go back. I mean, I hope so, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> that'll be season two. It's uh, season two. Is it, it her? It will be the her ascend to fame. So we'll bookmark season that. Season two when when Astrid's career takes off. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I think that's all my notes on this episode. But yeah, this show's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to discuss. There's so much going on here. There's a lot going on. It's well done visually. It's 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 really an interesting show. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed the episode so far. And I'm looking forward to watching episode four. Yeah, same here. So yeah, um, check us out on Twitter, Wake Up Winden. and you could also email the show, uh, wakeupwinden at gmail.com if you have anything uh, that you want to let us know about uh, either the show or Denmark or anything that we are missing. Uh, feel free. So thanks so much, everybody, and we will talk to you next time.